Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And thanks to the help we get with ASC or from ASC certified technician Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive, we can help uh, keep that baby running of yours. Good morning to you, Dan Burns. Good morning. Nice to see you. I uh, I presume uh, Susie took uh, good care of the car show while I was gone? Oh, yeah. She, yeah. she was in charge for she sure. <laughs> That's Susie. Yeah. No, we thank Susie for doing that. It's good to see you. We uh, saw a lot of nice vehicles out there Did in California. You? Yeah. yeah. You know, they they are into their vehicles out there, aren't they? Oh, yeah. They, uh, that's, a, that's a cool part of visiting there, actually. Yeah, absolutely. We, we had a good time, and uh, you would have enjoyed it. You have to come with us next time. I will. Yeah, you yeah. and Linda would love that. Yeah. I have some sort of distant relationship with the Farrell boys through a friend of mine. Uh-huh. So, yeah, so that, that would be fun. They were lots of fun. I bet they so, were. So were the people that came with us. Great group. But we're back, and we're uh, helping you out. Thanks to Dan. If you have any kind of a car care question, 651-989-9226. We'll line them up now. In fact, they're already calling in. Texters, they're coming in, too, as we speak. That number is 8187, 8187. You and I were talking when you first walked in about the different things that you and your uh, folks at Lloyd's get asked to do. And it's not just a tune-up. It's not. To, but you were saying one of the minor things maybe we forget about are license plates. Do you know what? It does not turn into a minor thing. Oh, really? <laughs> well, tell me. If you know you you have there's bolts, especially in the rear, the front one, the front license plate oftentimes just screws into the you know the plastic bumper, so that's fine. But in the rear, on the rear license plate, oftentimes <clears throat> there's um, metal nuts that the plates go into, and you put them on five years ago, and guess what happens when you go to take them off today? Salt and ro- salt and yeah, corrosion, yeah. and they're they're rusted in, and and they actually either the head of the screw rounds off or the uh, the bolt breaks off, and then you're stuck. And what do you do now? And of course, they end up in our parking lot, and and we have to then drill the uh, bolts out and retap that you know retap the threads so that you have a place to hang your license oh, wow. plate back on so this could my, be a <laughs> well and then the sec- after at, when we do that of course the next time when we install the new bolts we we put some l- lubricant on them uh-huh. not just an oil but some sort of silicone grease that'll stay there uh, so that next time you have to change them they'll actually come apart so that's my advice to people today is uh, if you have a newer car and you have put license plates on recently, uh, take the bolts off and put a little lubricant on them so that, you know, two or three or four years from now when you need to change those license plates, they will come off. Interesting. So it's kind of the same advice as you have when you to use your door lock key. Use your once door lock key yeah. once in a while because if you don't, it's going to get gummed up and not work for you when you need it. So, but yeah. if if you're going to be doing that, unscrewing the uh, bolts from a license plate, make sure it's your vehicle. Yeah, make sure it's your vehicle <laughs> in your garage and on your own property. Yes. Yeah, yeah, otherwise it might look a little suspicious. Yeah. Interesting though. Interesting. Yeah. Never heard that before. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. The show is yours. You call in or send a text to uh, to Dan eight one eight zero seven. All right, I tell you what. Let's go to the phones. Not to keep people waiting. Tim is calling 
from White Bear Lake. Tim, good morning. You're on with Dan. Uh, yes, uh, I have a 06 Buick Rendezvous, and the cargo door in the back is locked, and I can't get it unlocked with the, with the switch in the car or the remote. Mm-hmm. It stays locked. Yeah, that uh, <laughs> we have that happen from time to time. The Usually what happens is the actuator, the little motor in there that makes that door unlock, has worn out and it's not working properly anymore. And uh, the rare or the uh, repair is to access, assess that or uh, to get access to that um, motor or or to the panel itself and uh, and and uh, get the door open first off, and then we can replace the part that's not working or the wire or whatever it is. But uh, but the trick is to get it open, and uh, we do this often. Uh, it's uncomfortable, but you have to crawl back there and and carefully. Uh, remove that plastic inner panel so that you can get access to it. And once you're inside, there's a rod or a, or a lever or something in there that you'll see that you can actually move that will uh, allow the door to open. And then once the door's open, then you have access to it. But at any rate, it can be, we do it all the time. It can, we can get in there and, and uh, uh, costs a little extra because it's, you know, complicated to get it open like yeah. that, but, but we're able to do it. So very good. Thank yeah. you, Tim. Uh, 651-989-9226. I see one line is open if you'd like to fill it. Steve is calling in from uh, Wyzetta. Steve, you're on with Dan. Yeah, hi. I got an 05 Ford Excursion, and you turn the keys off, take them out of the ignition, put them in your pocket, or walk outside of the car, lock, even if you lock the doors. The, you know, the lights and the radio and everything go off as soon as you open the door. As soon as you shut it, they come back on. Hmm. And then they'll cycle. They'll do that. They'll go off, then they'll come back on, then they'll go off, and they come back on. So I've gotten to a point where I turn my automatic headlights off and turn the radio off so I don't have to listen to it during the battery. Oh, and, and then the battery does not go dead if you do that. Yeah, it doesn't. And yeah. it, I, I don't. It, it's periodically, too. It's like the radio can go on for 15 minutes, go off, stay off the rest of the night, or sometimes it'll do it all night long. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know for sure. Uh, without hooking up my scan equipment to the car. But with this, my scan equipment, I can tell if it thinks the door is open or uh, there's, of course, little switches in the door latch and in the door handle. And, uh, you know, if one of those switches is bad, uh, without actually moving the handle or the lever, sometimes those switches will just engage. And then, of course, that sends a message to the car that, you know, the door is open or that you're touching the outside handle or something like that. Um, but I, but there's really no way for you to figure that out without putting this, the, uh, the com, you know, hooking it up to our computer so that you can, can see what's actually happening. But oftentimes when we see what's actually happening, it's pretty simple. Uh, well, not always simple. Sometimes those switches are pretty complicated to get to, but at any rate, it's simple to diagnose. We'll know what it is, and then uh, and then you can get that taken care of. But right. that's probably what it is, is, is one of those little switches. And usually it's the driver's door because that's, of course, the one that gets used all the time. So There you go, Steve. Thanks for the call. And we have to take a quick break alerting our listeners. If you uh, want to call in your car care question for Dan, 651-989-9226, or send a text. And we'll uh, get back to those uh, text messages in just a second or two. 
here on 830 WCCO. That text number, by the way, 81807. And good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Danny Long here with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul, which is located where exactly? We are at 982 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. We had some great CCO listeners come visit us oh, yeah? this week, which is which is always nice yeah. to identify themselves as finding us this way. But anyway, 982 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net, or give us a call, 651-228-1316. We'll be there as early as this morning. Very good. Text came in earlier, Dan. Uh, by the way, that number is 81807 if you find that easier. Uh, Dan, uh, why is the passenger's mirror, passenger's side mirror, distorted? You know, objects are closer than they appear. Yeah, they do that. They do that for your safety. It gives it a much wider angle. Uh, you know, you can't see clearly through it, but you right. can see a lot of stuff. So, and that's the purpose of it, so that when you're switching lanes. Uh, you can see more of what's going on over in that direction. Yeah, so it's a wide angle. Wide angle, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. How difficult, Texter says, is it to replace rear struts on a 2003 Camry? Well, it's easy for me, <laughs> but but I have, <laughs> yeah, a hoist all, I have a hoist and all the equipment and the spring compressor and all of that. And that's the one thing that uh, uh, concerns me about when somebody's trying to do struts themselves is that the spring needs to be compressed in in order to get the uh, the strut out, and that can be dangerous. You know, it's there there there. There's a lot of tension on them, and so you have to be very very careful and safe. And but if you want to, maybe maybe an idea would be to take the struts out yourself, and then and then uh, take them. You know, take them and have have them changed uh, where somebody can compress the struts for you. Uh, the the one thing that on a 2003 is getting to the edge of where you'll have to be a little bit concerned that the bolts will come off. Oh, yeah. Oftentimes the bolts will get uh, rusted into the sleeves of the struts and you go to take them apart and they won't come apart. The The uh, sleeve just breaks away from the bushing in the strut and just spins in there. And then it can get, you have to be pretty creative sometimes to get that out of there. You know, it takes a torch and, I bet. and, uh, and, and a cutoff wheel and so... Uh, it gets a little complicated to get them out. But if everything comes a- apart, uh, you know, the actual removal installation is not too hard. All right. That's good news. Back to the phones we go, Dan. Steve is calling from Buffalo with a question. Steve, you're on CCO with Dan. Hello, Steve. Steve, we can't hear you. Oh, I think he has a little cell phone yeah, I heard him issue. Back there. I heard him yeah. call something. Yeah, I was kind of skipping out. Yeah. But Debbie in Maple Grove, I'm sure Debbie is there. Hi, Debbie. Hi. <laughs> what can we do for you? Well, my, my mother's 90 years old, and she's driving a 2000 Lincoln Town car. And I've been driving her around lately because she's having a little trouble. And But her car, it just keeps, you're sitting in a stop sign with your foot on the brake, and it keeps revving up and trying to take off on you. You really have to keep your foot on the brake, and it jerks because yeah. it's trying to take off. Yeah, you probably should have that taken in There's or take that in and have that checked because maybe there's a vacuum leak or something like that. If it's getting too much air on a fuel-injected car, that's common. It increases the idle. And uh, I don't know if the check engine light is on or not, but that would be an indicator, too, of uh, that something's going on. But but if it's idling too high, it's idling too high for a reason, and, and you uh, 
probably should have that checked. And bless her that she can is yeah. still driving around at 90. Yes. Good for her. My well, mother-in-law is 91, Arliss, and she has... Uh, we're actually going down there today for Mother's Day, but she, is, she still drives. She and, does. Uh, so I have to take care of her car a little bit when I get down there. But you don't mind. I don't mind. Don't it's a mind joy. That. Yeah, good for her. <laughs> right. well, kind of like a challenge. <laughs> Debbie, Debbie's calling from Maple Grove, which isn't too far from Lloyd's Automotive when you think about no, it. Yeah. She could bring it all sure. in. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Who is next? Then we'll grab some text. Bill is calling from uh, Buffalo, I believe. Go ahead, Bill. I have a 2013 Chevy Equinox. And I've got a light on. After I drive it for a while, uh, it butters when you and uh, cuts out when you try to start it again. Uh, I've taken in the mechanic, and he's replaced a sensor in it, but I'm not sure what's going on, if it's an injector or something else. Yeah, it could be any of that. Is the check engine light on? Uh, it's got the, uh, the light. It's not the engine light, but it's... Uh, another light on the dashboard. That yeah. So, well, that's probably that. That probably provides the information that we're looking for. Uh, you know, we we can scan that computer, get get that fault information out of there, and with that fault information, then we have a direction as to where to go. You know, and uh, if you if you bring it into a shop, and maybe you should try a different one. If if this guy was not successful, but. Uh, Oftentimes we can tell something just by a drive from our experience, which is, is nice if we've seen it before, or the information that we access from the computer, uh, that information will point us in a direction, and uh, it probably is not anything too complicated uh, to repair. But, you know, when you're talking about sputtering or uh, misfiring or running rough or any of that, there's hundreds of things that could, of course, cause that, so... Uh, I couldn't give you much direction without a little bit more information. And you could find that easily. And we can find that information easily, yes. All right, there you go, Bill. I know we have to break uh, quickly. We have more show to come, so those folks on the line, hang on, texters as well. Speaking of text, let's grab this one before we break. I have a 99 Ford Ranger, 4x4, 252. Should I be using synthetic or regular oil? Well, probably synthetic it, pro- it pr- probably asks for that if you check in your owner's manual. But there's no reason not to use synthetic in any car or any combination of synthetic, a blend, or, you know, let, let price and brand and quality be your guide. But uh, in my opinion, you can't get too good when it comes to oil. It's, uh, it's kind of the lifeblood of the, of the vehicle. So is the most important thing, look in the manual and just make sure you get the viscosity right and then go with either. Huh? The viscosity and the grade. They'll, you know, the they'll, grade. Lots of them will recommend you know, synthetic oh. only ah. anymore. And, and lots of viscosities, as far as I know, are only available in synthetic. For example, 020. 020, yeah. I've never seen that in anything other yeah, than good point. a synthetic oil. So it's kind of the way it's going. Yep. And one more thing about oil is uh, uh, even conventional oils have gotten so good that they're all getting close to synthetic anyway. So, Interesting. Uh, yeah, the, the refining process is pretty remarkable. We'll take a quick break. We have more show to come. Those callers, hang on. Textures will pick up on your questions as well on CCO's Car Care Show. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Denny along here with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive. We have callers, Dan. We have texters. Let's see how many folks we can help out before you take your leave today. I think Steve is back with a question. Thanks for waiting, Steve. What's your question? 
Okay. You know what? We have definitely a cell phone issue with Steve. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Check your that. connections, I guess. I'm sorry about that. We kind of heard something in the distance, yeah. but, uh, but that's about it. All right. Uh, texters, does Lloyd's do warranty work on newer cars? Uh, not manufacturer's warranties. We I do see. an awful lot of war- of extended warranty work. Oh, you do? Through insurance companies. Yeah, we, we do deal with those every day. But if the if it's a, a new car that's still under a manufacturer's warranty, those warranties have to go back to the dealership. I see. All right. Good question. Texter says, uh, owns a 2015 Malibu. The trunk release on the key fob and on trunk would not work. I used the release inside the trunk, got the trunk opened, checked the fuse, and it was blown. Replaced the fuse. Key fob worked. Then had trouble getting trunk to close. Got trunk closed. Try uh, the key fob again. It did not work. The fuse had blown again. Is there any advice you can give to solve this problem? Well, uh, yes. Um, I don't know how to quite describe it over the radio, but <laughs> I, I wonder. There's a chance that it's the the actual actuator motor in the trunk that that motor is is uh, got a short in it or is getting. Uh, worn out and requiring too much power to operate, and the purpose of a fuse is to to save the the system, save the wiring, and all that. So if it if it requires too much power, it uh, it blows the fuse. That's the safety device. So that's a possibility. The other possibility is in the trunk lid itself. If there's a wire that's gotten bare, and oftentimes uh, the wires run along the hinges of the of the trunk lid. And so that's a place to look for any bare wires. And if you find any bare wires that are near metal or might be touching metal, of course, that'll cause a fuse to blow. But first thing I would do is unplug the uh, actuator and see if that and then then try operating it and see if that causes the fuse or uh, the fuse not to blow. Not to blow. Right. Okay. Here's another electrical type of question. Uh, 1995 Chev pickup. Previous owner pulled the fuse for the clock. And memory, if you leave that fuse in, it will drain the battery in a couple days. Will replacing the radio fix that? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, you know, the test would be unplug the radio, leave the fuse in so that you get all of the rest of the components operating, and then disconnect the radio. And if uh, if the battery does not go dead uh, with the radio disconnected, then yes, replacing the radio will take care of it for you. As a texter says, good morning, I have a BMW X5 that runs beautifully. In the winter, I noticed exhaust only out one side. Is that normal? Well, it can be. You know, the, the air and electricity and everything will take the the path of least resistance. And uh, you're probably looking at the car when it's idling. And, uh, and that's uh, possible, you know, that it would only be coming out one side. I, I'm not sure... Some of the some of those uh, higher end cars have control valves in the exhaust to that uh, actually open up under certain certain conditions. So there could be something like that that's going on, hmm. uh, and it's doing that on purpose. Uh, or like I say, it's just that it's taking the path of least resistance, and that's down one pipe instead of the other. Oh, okay. So makes sense. Uh, does a question is does a car owner need to wait for a letter from the manufacturer about a recall to take a car in for service? about that recall maybe maybe not um it's uh they they in their computer system have all of that information and if you just call them with your vehicle identification number 
they'll be able to tell you whether it's it's flagged for uh, a recall update. And if it is flagged, then you can take it in and have it taken care of. A texture says both conventions, back to oil again, both conventional and synthetic oil offer various options like high mileage, extended wear. Any thoughts? Or is that what we say is just marketing? That's exactly right. Okay. <laughs> and, you know, I don't know how much weight to put in that with the marketing. And, and I oftentimes let price be my God, my guide, yeah. not my God, not just my guide. guide. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's good, better, best. And, uh, Usually, I don't want the, the the least expensive or the or the cheapest. I, and maybe I don't need the best, but usually something in the middle is always a good idea. Okay, I think we have time for one more text. Then we have to make way for Jack. Uh, twenty, let's see, twenty seventeen Equinox leaks a lot of water out of the back, of the muffler or the pipe after the after rain. What well, what what do you think about that's that? That's probably true. <clears throat> the air's humid. And uh, an engine takes in an incredible amount of air to operate, and the byproduct of combustion is water. You're taking the gasoline and basically turning it into water. So, uh, you know, the exhaust all has ho- has little holes in it to drain the water out of the exhaust system, and um, under certain conditions, you are going to get a lot of exhaust or a lot of water out of the exhaust. It's nothing to worry about. It's normal. It's just... Uh, like I say, a byproduct of, of an internal combustion engine. All right. I'll tell you what, Dan, we have to take our leave. You do. I have you, to be here. You keep working. I'll keep you. And then <laughs> Lloyd's is open today. For we me, are. Right? We are open today. I'm going in to work this morning. And uh, give us a call. We're at 651-228-1316. Excellent. Thanks, Dan. See you yeah. a week from today. Huh? Sounds good. Good deal. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 